Hey everybody, welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me again, reunited, is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And real quick, before we get started, I want to thank Chris again for filling in last week. Um, we were we were in a tight spot, you know, with some, some family stuff going on for Ryan. So thank you, Chris, for helping us out and filling in for that Um uh, we, we covered uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, and I don't know what happened. I, I shared it on Twitter, and like some virtual novel page retweeted it, and all of a sudden, that episode is our second most listened to episode. <laughs> Not bad. Not so bad. I, was, I was like, hmm, maybe I should uh, tag our posts better. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, man, but yeah, so uh, sh- shout out to Chris. We appreciate it, man. And uh, this week, we are diving into Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Ah, fuck this game. But first, sir, is, was there any news this week? Was there any any good things that stood out to you? As far as like the gaming industry and stuff goes, um, I haven't really seen too much. I know Sony announced a list of like ten games that aren't for for the PS4 that will not be compatible with the PS5. But there aren't really any significant titles on that list. Yeah, I think Hitman might be the most recognizable version of it, like on that list. But and it's Hitman Go, which is like yeah. a low from what i remember it's like a low poly almost like a like they did a like a lara croft type game like that too that i think were available for mobile platforms yeah so i think that's what it is is like a portable mobile game um i know if it hasn't already passed i could i don't remember the actual date but amazon prime their for their annual prime day sales i guess pc gaming equipment and pc gaming stuff is going to be at a significant discount don't fucking tell me that for prime members yeah well, I was just seeing something about that. So God damn it! I just got a, a new SSD and these headphones that I'm wearing. These fancy ones. That's, that, how, that that's how it always computer. works. That's how it always works. You, you shop around, you <laughs> shop around, you finally get something, and as soon as you get it, it's fucking on sale for cheaper than what you paid for it. Always, dude. It happens to me with almost every newer game that I get. Yeah, I'll be like, sure. all right, it finally dropped to forty nine ninety nine. I'll I'll snag it and I'll pay fifty bucks, and the next week it's on sale for twenty. Yeah, no, for sure. <sighs> it's always it. like that. It's like uh, when I first got the PlayStation, I picked up NHL 19 because that was the game. Then I bought it like new on the console. It was like 40 bucks. And then the very next week, it was like the free game for the PlayStation Now subscribers. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> I uh, on my dad's birthday, I got him uh, everybody. Everybody's golf, which is like hot shots golf. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was on sale for nine ninety nine, so I snagged that. And then I got him the Wipeout Collection, and that was I think on sale for fourteen ninety nine. So about a week later, his birthday's passed. Everybody's golf is four ninety nine, and Wipeout is nine ninety nine. And I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> of course it is. They just kicked the sales up a notch, apparently. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, um, I did get a chance to uh, dive in to play some of Serious Sam 4, and I know I uh, I popped it on Discord so you could see it, and uh, they're not fucking around. No, that opening was... <laughs> I can't I can't wait to play that game, if my laptop will even run it, but Dude, it you might like, have to hold off on that game until I can build my PC. Like, Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, there's a few of them, and that might, yeah, that might be one of them. I might have to yeah. just play that in my spare time for now just to fuck around with it. Because as soon as the game started, they were talking about having 100,000 enemies on screen. There yeah. were probably 100,000 enemies on screen. As but... soon as they drop you in, you are in the middle of this fucking war. And there are enemies as far as you can see. It is yep. wild. Yep. And it the graphics are crisp. Insane. Oh, they looked so clean. 
Like, I, I need to get my PC build started so that I can fucking play that game. I've been waiting for it. Like, my, my recommendation, man, I th- that, well, there's two ways to go about it. You could do what some people do, which is, like, just buy a case, like a shell, and build it from the ground yeah. up. That's what I'm going to end up doing, I think, is just building it myself. Because, yeah. like, what I, what I did was get a pre-built and then just add it to it. Yeah. As I needed to, yeah. No, I'll probably definitely just get a case and then build it myself. It, I think it'll end up cheaper in the long run to do it that way. Yeah, more, more than likely. More than likely. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else in the in the news. I uh, I added some games to the list. Oh, uh, you added a couple games to the list, yeah. Um, I know you were telling me about a couple of them. Let me um, pull up the list real quick, and I will. Pokemon Sword and Shield second expansion goes live in November, just a couple weeks. You know, I need to beat that like base game still. We started yeah, this podcast I, I, I roll I rolled credits on the first part, but I'm still playing through the second part of the main storyline. Oh, I didn't even know that was the second part. Yeah, you you become champion, and then it like rolls credits, and then it like restarts over with like a whole new storyline that gets significantly harder. Becoming the champion was stupid easy, and I was like, this can't be the whole game, and obviously it wasn't. Like, and then it gets significantly harder as you're chasing around these other two guys that are fucking terrorizing the. The, the land and with the expansions they're adding more elements to it so i i still have yet to go to the isle of armor like hmm. i haven't touched my switch in ages though since starting this pc gaming thing i feel you i have my switch by my bed so like uh, when i went when i lay down at night yeah oh yeah I, i'm afraid to open up animal crossing yeah my animal crossing <laughs> island is probably overrun with weeds by now and probably all of my neighbors have moved yeah they're all <laughs> they're all gone or they all hate you when you log in they're like dude where have you been yeah for sure i i would love to log in and all of my neighbors on the on the island are wearing masks like th- I, that it's a halloween be... it's they do the 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 holiday updates and stuff so there probably is like a couple of them walking around in costumes and stuff for halloween like Oh no! I was being morbid, like oh. like the in, in was it in nine like medical masks, uh, like everybody's yeah. being conscious I, about the virus. <laughs> maybe maybe they do. Maybe they maybe that's part of the update. I don't know. That would be awesome. But, um, so some of the games that I've added recently that stuck out. I just a couple bundles that I snagged here and there. Just a few dollars here, a few dollars there. Um, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, so the first Modern Warfare game, which mm-hmm. was one of the last Call of Duty games I actually enjoyed. So yeah. I'm interested in playing that. Um, the first Borderlands. Ooh. So now we have Borderlands, Borderlands 2, and Borderlands the pre-sequel. Mm. We'll throw three on there eventually, one of these days. Yeah. Um, Blaster Masters 0, 1 and 2. Now, I had these on... Uh, I have Blaster Masters 0, 1 on my Switch, and it is fantastic. Do you know about the Blaster Master series at all? No, I don't. Okay, so it was like a... I think it was an original Nintendo game. It's Blaster Master. In fact, yeah. Well, you got it back there on the I, shelf. I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my Sega Master System games. Like, where is it? But yeah, it's it's one of my NES games. Is Blaster yeah. Master, dude? It's so fun. Um, you're like a, li- a little vehicle, and you move around, but you can hop out, and you're a little dude, and it's like side scrolling. But mm. but you'll go into these doorways, and then it takes you to an overhead, like almost Zelda look. And you like can walk around and shoot and go through and it's it's a fun it's a fun game. That's cool. Uh, uh, I added a game that was in a bundle. It's called Devil's Hunt. Yeah. And it is reviewed on Steam as I think it's mostly negative. <laughs> it's a it's a basically it says it's a Devil May Cry ripoff. Oh. 
Well, um, <sighs> maybe they're just salty because it is like they view it as a ripoff. Maybe it's like a good game, and they just like no, this is too much like Devil May Cry. Like, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. Okay. And and a game. One more. I won't bore everybody. We're just going through some of these. Um, I'll post the updated list on Facebook <laughs> on the page. Um. A game that I have on PS4 that was one of the first PS4 games that I had had from PlayStation Plus, and I saw that they finally released it on PC, and I needed it. I needed it. It's called The Unfinished Swan, and Mm. it's a short game, dude. It's like two and a half hours, four hours if you want to do everything. Yeah. But it's just such a cool game. It's like, in the beginning, everything was bare, right? So everything is white. You can't see. The only thing you can do are throw these black paintballs, but it starts to give you depth, and show you where things are at so you can make your way around by throwing these paintballs to see where like openings are and it's it's just, yeah it's hard to explain but the game develops as you go along the story is told it's it's fantastic it's fantastic well i guess it's uh getting to be about the time that <coughs> goddamn cough <laughs> got the rona oh no oh god no i hope not and uh, i'm actually I'm absolutely terrified to go back to work, too. The university I work at is experiencing a surge, quote-unquote, they say 11 cases, but they have over 100 kids quarantined right now. And there's been multiple schools across New York State, especially in this part of New York State, to switch to online-only learning with curfews enabled and shit like that. And a couple of them have actually closed down for the rest of the semester. But Damn. We'll see. My, my school seems to like to... It, it seems like they're trying to hide the number of kids who are testing positive or like they're testing kids one kid test positive so they're like okay we're just gonna quarantine 12 people for every one positive and not do any contact tracing so that our numbers don't go up so that we don't have to close because they're not doing like first contact tracing at all they're they're like one kid test positive so they're like all right we're just gonna quarantine 10 people like (laughs) call it call it good wow yeah uh, Yeah. around my town um all the restaurants have been packed nobody's wearing masks like it's the your fucking governor down there decided hey this isn't real we're just gonna reopen everything in the state have at it guys yeah what's his name what's his name rick desantis or something like that uh yeah desantis desantis fuck you desantis oh my god fuck you they're gonna shut down our our (laughs) podcast uh we'll start another yeah pirate radio (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, speaking of viruses, we are talking about <laughs> Resident Evil this week. And uh, full disclosure, I did not finish this game. Yeah. I played I some of it. Wouldn't. I and... knew you wouldn't. I kept hounding you about it, too. Like... Yeah, you did. You hounded me and hounded me. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me. Like, I'm not going to lie to the listeners. Like, yeah, yeah I you, would... you, you went on there and you looked at how, how long to beat.com and it's like nine hours. So you're like, oh, nine hours. I can do this in one night. I can do this in one night. And yeah, that's exactly I, what happened. But like, I, I don't know if it was like uh, just like some of my depression creeping through, but it was like there were nights that I would load it up and just sit and stare at it. Yeah. And then I would just go, go it, it watch Happy Console Gamer. Yeah, it might have something to do with that. It might also have something to do with how terrifying this fucking game was. The the very first, like, the part, there, there are seven parts to this game. Parts one, two, and the beginning of part three are, like, nothing but jump scares. And Yeah, that kind of turned me it, off. It, it took me three days to get past that, like, <laughs> the, those three parts, honestly. 
Like I didn't think I was going to make it through this game, but I rolled I rolled credits yesterday. The the all the all of them over at Maelstrom Radio will probably be super happy to hear that I actually played through this game in its entirety. Right? Like I, you did it. I, not I me. What the fuck? Yeah, I I did it. I did it. And granted, I kind of like I didn't use any cheats or anything like that, but I did use a walkthrough to help me get through this game as fast as possible because I did not want to walk around and have to explore and figure out these puzzles on my own because well, this game is just it's and, absolutely terrifying. And with the, with the way we do the show, you know, I, I don't mind using walkthroughs if, you know, if it helps you get through a little quicker. Cause yeah. I know, you know, for one, you know, you have a lot less time gaming than I do. And two, yeah. like, it, I, not that we have a deadline, but it's like we have a deadline, but we don't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. If we wanted to cover uh, an eight-hour game and take two weeks to do it, we could if we wanted to. Yeah. But it's like whatever. But that that I, how long the beat dot nine hours for this game? I, I don't know who the hell averages. completed this. Yeah, I don't know who the hell can complete this game in nine hours on their first playthrough without a fucking walkthrough guide. Because me <laughs> using the walkthrough, it still took me over. It, it almost took me eleven hours, even using the walkthrough. Like, well, uh. But once you beat this game and you know where everything is and you know how to tackle everything, you could probably speed run this game in less than nine, to be honest. Like once you get past that initial fear of the horror elements to this game, which they 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 did a superb job with the horror elements to this game. They really went back to the roots of the franchise oh, yeah. and stayed away from that action sequence that was very heavily influencing five and six. I do know that this was the uh, the first game in the series to use their in-house engine, the RE engine. Yep, yep. They were used. They they used the the their own engine. It was the first one to do the first person. Yep. The first person shooter well, thing. And well, even that yep. was picked before they even decided to do this game for VR. Well, hold on. So it was the first mainline game in first person. There have been two okay. of the like spinoff games that were. Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh, Dead Aim was one of them, yeah. and the other one escapes me. There's another one that's first yeah. person, but they're not mainline well, series. The first, yeah, the first mainline series game then to use yeah. the first person, and it re- and that really was established worked. before they went VR. And whoever can play this game in VR, kudos to you because playing this game without VR, absolute. I probably had like four or five panic attacks, so, tried maybe twice. Like so, the uh, the VR demo is the kitchen. Yep. And you're sitting in the kitchen, and that's just ugh, ugh, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine sitting sitting at that dinner table in VR when you first come into that that room. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So hold on one second. Let me read this paragraph, uh, and then we will dive into it. So I did not know that this game's name is backwards in Japan. So at here it is Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, but in Japan it is Biohazard Seven Resident Evil, mm. or uh, Biohazardo Seven. Rejadentu Iberu. I think I did that all right. And I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even. I don't even try unless I like know. I like to try. Wanna... I like to try. At least give an effort because I'm not. I'm not trying to be racist with. It. I'm trying to actually pronounce it like the yeah. way that they do phonetically. So I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This game was officially announced in 2016. Uh, the first demo of it was Kitchen though, and it was in 2015, and that was all it was called. It was Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then that made a cameo in the second demo, which was the Resident Evil 7 teaser beginning hour. And then they released a third demo called Lantern at the Tokyo Game Show in 2016. So going into this, I knew little to nothing about it except that you were in a house with crazy people. 
I knew absolutely nothing about this game until I picked <laughs> it up. Like I knew it was out. I didn't know anything about the storyline or the gameplay or anything like that. I was like, oh, another Resident Evil game. Cool. How far are they going to take this? Kind of like the movie franchise where they just dragged it on. And I, <laughs> I played five and six and they they kind of like were a buzzkill for me for the Resident Evil franchise because they focused solely on like action. Yeah, they're they definitely like more action games. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really a big fan of that. Like, but this one, God, they 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 knocked this one out of the park for sure. This is like a great way to reestablish what the Resident Evil franchise is all about. Oh, yeah. And, and it starts early because I, as soon as I drove up to that house and I'm walking around, me and you were on Discord together and I'm like, yep. you were a little bit ahead of me. So I'm like, where do I have to? Do I have to go into this dark doorway? Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Can I just go back and get in my car and leave? You, you got you. You didn't even make it that far without your first jump scare as you're walking oh, up the to the house. Bats. The ravens. Yeah, the yeah. ravens. Oh, yeah, it was, that's right. It was ravens. Yeah, they come flying. And then the thing that got me is as you're walking up to the house is you start coming down this trail. You see somebody walk across it. Yeah, that was. That and then me out I was like, I was like, who the fuck is that? So I sprinted up and they're fucking gone. There, there's nobody there but you clearly see somebody walk across the back of the screen like the in the distance like yeah. not cool they are setting and the mood real real quick and of course where they came from you have this god modern art piece which is like eight to ten cow legs all splayed out in this circuit circular pattern with like saw blades all around it like i guess they call that a louisiana doormat like <laughs> this, this game takes place in Louisiana. I don't know if you caught that or in not. the bayou. Yeah. Yeah. Out in the swamps. Um, without getting too far into the game, the one thing I'm really disappointed about this is that it takes place in Louisiana. How come you don't come across like any gators or anything like that? See, I was thinking, walking through. I was thinking mosquitoes. You like, do come across bugs. You do should be swatting mosquitoes. Oh, I know there's you, bugs. <laughs> you do come across bugs and. <clears throat> I don't know how far into the game you got. Did you get to Marguerite yet? No, but I, All right. we'll, I was we'll, reading we'll talk about that. and hearing we'll about, talk yeah, about that. So, yeah. um, I do think, if I read correctly earlier, that this was the first Resident Evil game written by a Westerner. I don't know. I, did, I didn't do too much research on the game um, itself I believe, on my end. I believe that the guy who wrote this, the story for the game, is the dude who also did Spec Ops The Line, which is... That also on our list, and I want you to go into that game without knowing anything because I know the end of it, and I want yeah. you to not know the end of it because mm. yeah, it's gonna be good. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting fact that this was the the first one that was not written over and solely done in Japan. Yeah. So y you go into the house and you're walking around. It's very, uh, I guess, dilapidated. It's like just falling apart. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. It's a crumbling building. It's old, rundown, and grossness everywhere. It's pretty much it's it's condemnable, one hundred percent. Like it's not like unlivable. I mean, the structure itself still seems like sound for the most part, but the lack of care for this for this building is evident with the amounts of rotting food and trash and everything around this house. Like, yeah, it's it's it's. <laughs> absolutely gnarly yeah. like i'm glad that i could not smell through my screen because it was yeah 100 100 great like that 
eventually we'll come to that technology and it will be awful. Awful. But, <laughs> Hopefully but it's just something like you stick later on later on in the in this game, I think you you find out why things are looking the way they are at the beginning of this game. Yeah, and correct right. me if I'm wrong, I do believe to to kick things off, you just kind of roam around the house till you find the VHS tape, right? Yeah, you you roam around the house until you find a VHS tape. And then part of this game is you have to watch these VHS tapes to move to progress the storyline, and uh, to to like to you you don't just like start the game showing up at a house. The, you're playing a character named Ethan. Yes, I think his name is Ethan Winters. Yep, I, I I could be yeah I could be wrong about the last name, but I think that's it. Um, he gets an email from his wife Mia, and she's like in a panic. And she's telling him, like, oh, I messed up. Don't come here. Don't come look for me. And, of course, what do you do as the protagonist of the game? You go look for her. Well, because you get a message from your wife who supposedly died three years ago. She disappeared. She didn't die. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Presumably. Yeah. Similar, similar, like, things. Like, somebody's been missing that long. I think you can legally have them declared dead. Yeah. But, yeah, she's been missing for three years. And... This, this email comes out of nowhere, and he's like, I guess, why wouldn't you go look for her? I mean, it's your wife. She's been gone for so long. Like, But the, 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 the hints she's dropping in that video are like, don't come look for me. Well, that's a pretty serious fucking toad. <laughs> I'm just going to close my laptop now, end of game, roll credits. Like, Fuck yeah, don't come look for me. It's like, all right. All right. I guess I, I guess this one wants a divorce. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, what email? Yeah. Delete. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, so we come back to the VHS tape. You find the VHS tape. You load it up in the VCR system. And for kids these days who don't know what VCRs are, God, that makes <laughs> us feel even older. Like, um, it is a pilot episode for a show. I forget the name of the show in the game. What was it? Was it like? Swamp Hunters or something like that. Oh, but it's oh, a yeah. it's a it's a paranormal investigation show where they go to haunted places and do walkthroughs and try to capture paranormal paranormal activity. And you are playing this VHS tape, this like flashback scene, as the point of view of the cameraman. Yeah, and the uh, the host is a fucking douchebag. Of course he is. Like, Holy they're shit! All, they're all douchebags. Once they get that little bit of celebrity air to them, they they all become douchebags <laughs> for the most part. But um, there are some things here that if it wasn't for the walkthrough, I would have completely missed. Like once you take over as the cameraman and you can start playing at him, you can pick up a lockpick immediately. Did not know that. Yep. You can pick up a lockpick right there and immediately. And then once you get into the house and make your way into the kitchen, there's two, two drawers that you can interact with. One of them is locked. If you pick that lock you can't do anything the 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 drawer is empty now but once you kick out of the vhs tape back into the actual gameplay it's still unlocked yeah and that's where you find your first antique coin which i remember asking you what the antique coins were going to be used for i didn't know if it was just some like thing that you can just collect as like an achievement thing but yeah. they actually they actually play into the the game they actually play into the game really you need those yes once you get to part three part four when you we'll get there we'll get there i'll uh, just keep in mind that if you're playing through this game save all your antique coins don't drop them 
stash them in your inventory box whenever you hit a safe room, anything like that. Hold on to the antique coins. Like they, they are very, they, they are super important for the rest of the game. Hmm. They really are. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. So after you play through the scene, and basically it ends with you guys are in the kitchen, and the I guess the the lighting guy, the microphone guy, like I, I think it's one of the co-hosts. Well, he he. It, it might have been one of the tech guys, but he disappears. Yeah, just gone. he didn't dip out. He he he's gone, and the host <laughs> is freaking out. The host is freaking out. You guys are wandering through the house. You're wandering through the house, and then you 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 find this opening in a ladder that goes down to the basement and of course the host is a dick and he's like you're gonna go down first so you could get a action shot of me coming down the ladder yeah uh-huh. fucking prick yeah yeah Fuck exactly you, Fuck you know you just don't want to go down there so <laughs> cameraman makes his way down there makes his way down there the host is yelling at you from up top you turn around your your buddy there is just I forget what horror movie it is, but he, he's pulling this thing where he's just standing motionless back towards you face to the wall. Oh, oh, dude, it reminds me of the taking of Deborah Logan is the something movie that like reminded that, me yeah. of because something like that. But when I saw that, this is one of the moments where I was just like, nope, I, I, I can't <laughs> go any further in this game. I can't go any further in this game. But of course, you have to approach him. It, it took me about 10 minutes to muster up the courage to I literally sat there with the controller in my hand. It's like I'm not. I kept looking up at the host. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> you, you, you approach him. Dude's dead. He's been like impaled on a meat hook on the wall. Like, he, he, he's gone. He's gone. His body hits the floor. You're then grabbed by somebody. Yeah. You get punched. And in that's the face, where, like, the, that's where the tape ends. You, you know, all three of those guys, all, all three of those motherfuckers are dead. Yeah, I was going to say, whatever happened to the host, does it ever explain? Uh, I do believe you come across his name on some files you find later on in the game, which we will talk about as well. Okay. Uh, and after that is when you go down the same way that you saw in the video. So basically when you play through these videos, they are like foreshadowing what you need to do next in a way, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they are. It's foreshadowing, but it's also like helping you. It's guiding the actual gameplay for you. Like You get to backtrack and retrace the steps of a lot of what happens in these videos. That makes it easier for you because this game, besides the horror elements, they went really puzzle heavy on this game, too. As usual. It's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not just you walking around and exploring with jump scare here, jump scare there. There's a lot of like, oh shit, I don't know where to go. Like this, this isn't cool. And, and, and that's again, more, without that walkthrough, this would have took me forever. That's but, more of the Resident Evil that I remember from back in the day, yeah. as opposed to, yeah. I think the last one that I played some of was five. And I was like, well, this is like Call of Duty Zombies, but third person. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can, I can totally get that. But I, I liked the, uh, the puzzles that I came across, um, having to find the random wooden pieces and put them in front of the light. You know, those, those puzzles were cool. Yeah. The, the, the shadow puzzles are really cool. You come across four, four of them, I think. Five of them, I I think I did two. Yeah. I think there's like four or five throughout the entire game that are, they were pretty cool. It took me forever to figure out the first one, how to do the first one. But once I figured out that first one, all the rest of the shadow pieces puzzles were easy. Yeah, the like, one the one that took well, I only did two of them. The first one didn't take me too long, but getting yeah. that bird in the right position took me ages. Yeah. Ages. Yep. 
that's what I'm talking about too. Yeah. Having to put that piece in the right position to cast the shadow over the blank painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after that first one, they were the rest were super simple. I knew exactly what to do. But and this yeah. game, this game is a serious case of disappearing grandma, and it freaked me out. Oh, the grandma, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so back continue. through. You're going through the house. You are retracing the steps that you watched in the VHS tape. You you find the secret lever in the fireplace that opens up the the walkway down to the basement. You travel down into the basement. God, against probably every natural reaction a human <laughs> person should have. You, 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 you're crawling your way through it. You're wading your way through some flooded crawl spaces and. My first time down there, I'm like, oh, water that's like chest high. Wait, why is it bubbling? Wait, why is it bubbling? Wait, why is it bubbling? Like, this is where I thought a gator was going to pop up, something like that. Yeah. You get to the end of it, this is where you encounter your first dead body. Like, just floats up as you're walking by it. And and it, I assume that's the cameraman, but I don't know. Yeah, it's – I. I think the rate of decomposition made it really hard to tell, but I do believe it was one of the show people. Yeah. It it might have been the cameraman. I, I just that figured you were because, playing. Yeah. Yeah. But you get through there, you make your way into the actual basement, and it's starting to look fucking creepy. They got like lockers and everything set up. There's meat hooks everywhere. You're like, who the fuck's house is this? This is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I, you, I just want to say personally, long before this point, I'd have turned around and went the fuck home. Yeah, for sure. Like for as sure. soon as I in walked into life, the kitchen, like, I'd have been like, "Nah." I wouldn't have made it to that house. I would have seen that cow leg modern art piece and would have been like, "Gone, like out of here." Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you're making your way through the basement. You come across a cell. It looks like a like a prison cell, barred doors and everything. And lo and behold, it's your wife Mia. Hey, hi, Remy. It's it's your wife Mia, and. You, you call out to her and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, yeah. she's like, you got to go. You got to go now before daddy comes back. And at this point, you're like, daddy, huh? what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed it, to call me that. <laughs> it seems like she's got, <laughs> she's like, it seems like she's some exhibiting some serious signs of like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, for sure. But later on in the game, you find out why she's referring to this character as dad like (coughs) this is where you uh also encounter your first like usable object you find the bolt cutters you free her she's freaking out she's trying to get you out of the house trying to find secret passages to get you out before you get caught and as you're making your way through the rest of the basement you come across like what looks like a makeshift operation room not cool Lots of tools, <laughs> surgical beds, and shit like that. Very fucking creepy. Very fucking creepy, for sure. You, you crawl through this, no, you side shimmy through this space that is just wide enough, I guess, to fit like an, like an average adult body-sized. Yeah. I'd probably be able to fit through there. You, Sarah, would probably be stuck in the surgical suite. Fuck yeah. Dude, I wouldn't be squeezing of, through shit. Not a lot of room in there. You squeeze through that. You come into this. It looks like a secret room. There, There's like no doors or anything into this room. But there's like a couch and I think a broken ass TV and shit like that. She's freaking out. She's pounding at the wall. She's like, I know there's a door here. I know there's a door here. And as she's doing that, you start looking around. You start looking around. And all of a sudden, it's quiet. You turn around. She's fucking gone. She's gone. Like, yeah what the hell absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> and then like oh god 
even though I just finished this game, it's hard for me to remember like exact details of like what happens next. I know you have to make your way back upstairs and you're exploring the house again. You have to find a couple pieces. You have to find a fuse. Yeah, that's right. That's where you have to put the house back together. Yep. Oh, yeah, you come up in a different set. You come up a set of stairs from the basement that brings you into a separate part of the house that was inaccessible through the first run because of a locked door. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is where you find... Is this where you get the first phone call? Yeah, from Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you get the first phone call from Zoe. And Zoe is this mysterious character at this point that is like, I know you're here. I'm going to try to do what I can to help you get out of here alive. And that's fucking creepy. Like, if you still haven't, like, as a person turned around and fucking fled for your life crying, like, you are either a braver person I am or you're an absolute psychopath. (laughs) One or the other. For sure. Fuck that. You get your phone call. It's always telling you the way to get out of this house is through the attic. And the only way to get to the attic is you have to find a fuse that will uh, that will connect a button up on the second floor to lower down some stairs to get to the attic. Yeah. As you're making your way through this house, looking for this fuse and stuff, Mia shows back up. Not once, Scared but I do believe the shit out of me. Yep. Yep. Mia shows back up. Not once, but I think it's like three separate times. And each time she's acting more and more like a different person. She's becoming very hostile. Her skin's starting to look clammy and pale. Yep. Like. Yep. And she physically attacks you, I think, three separate times. Well, First time she stabs you with a knife. Yeah. She's like right, right through your hand. Tries to fucking kill you. You fight her off. Then, Second time she comes at you with a fucking well, chainsaw. Well, she stabs your hand with a screwdriver and pins you to the wall. And yep, that, no yep. matter how good you are at this, if you do it perfectly, you're still going to pull that screwdriver oh, yeah. out in time no. to block and get your hand cut off by the chainsaw. Yeah, that, that's just part of the game. It's inevitable. It's what's going to happen. There, there is no way around it. Yeah. You, you, she impales your hand into the wall with a screwdriver. The same hand that she stabbed with a knife cuts off your arm with a chainsaw. That, 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 that got me. I had to walk away from the game for about thirty minutes after that. <laughs> like anxiety spiked there. I should have wore a heart monitor or something during this game. <laughs> like um, now, this she, is this is where. You, you kind of get away from her. or No, I'm sorry. You, you have like a, a, a mock battle with her, right? Yeah. And you are, I think you have a hatchet? You do come across a, an axe. Yeah. Yes. I think an, an axe, axe or a hatchet. One of the, one and then, yep. You, you get your first battle in this game. And God, it's it's a bit of a bitch. It's a bit of a bitch. Or, um, or did you have the pistol? Nope. Nope. No, that's right. I did you not. stick the axe in her. Yep. You stick the axe in her. Okay, the, so the, that's that's before she hits you with the chainsaw then because okay. when she stabs you in the hand with the screwdriver, she's like, that really fucking hurt. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And she's that's like, right. I'm going to make you pay. And then comes at you with the fucking yeah, chainsaw. Yeah, I would imagine it hurt because the video, like the the, the, the automatic playthrough, you put the axe right in her fucking neck. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, God damn you. You just made me kill my wife. Little did I know. Like, these. these <laughs> the bitch didn't this, die. Nobody dies in this game. So. Apparently. Uh, from what I remember, because I was still playing up to this point, this is where Jack catches you. Once you get to the attic, yes. Yeah, he knocks you Once the fuck you out. get that fuse in there, you, you find the stairs to the attic. I think Mia comes in through the window. You have another little battle. And as that's going on, the ladder to the window breaks. Yeah, that's and where as you, you turn have to... around. You turn around. 
fucking jack just blasts you in the face, like knocks your ass out and drags you to the main house. Yep. Cut scene. You're being dragged across the ground by him as he's carrying Mia over his fucking shoulder. Yeah. Talk about a strong motherfucker unless Ethan's not a big dude. But even still, you're carrying someone while dragging another one by their leg. Like it's pretty strong. You didn't you didn't get this far into the game, but Ethan's not that big of a dude. He's probably my build. Like oh, okay, yeah. You you do get to see Ethan. Oh, you play from the perspective of Mia at some point, right? Yes, you do, I and you do so. get to see Ethan. And if you ever pictured Ethan being a blonde, like I I did not expect that. He's he's a blonde. Like oh no, I I I didn't picture that at all for some reason. Yeah, I don't think anybody did because I was as I was reading the walkthrough, and it's like. By the way, this is the first time you get to see Ethan, the protagonist you've been playing this entire time. And if you pictured him as a blonde, I'd call you a liar, just like we did. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you're getting dragged away from this house that you went into, which apparently is just like a guest house. It's not even like the main house. You're being dragged to the main house. And then the next scene you're coming to, you are like restrained at a dinner table surrounded by these creepy ass fucking people this is the scene that i think would make me shit my pants in vr yep you got jack and his wife marguerite you got grandma in her wheelchair all fucking like catatonic like dead eyes no like she she's practically a vegetable yeah like you got lucas and i think zoe is there as well so you have the whole family Jack is rambling on all murderous lunatic like Marguerite is throwing a fucking fit because you're not going to eat these fucking rotted out intestines that are fucking gross as hell. Like they're he's not eating it. He's not eating it. Yeah, they're they're losing their shit. Lucas is losing his shit because his mom's losing his shit. I think Zoe gets up and wanders away. And this is like when the phone rings. Well, they all get up well, away from the table. First and foremost, like, Jack just cuts off Lucas's fucking arm. Yeah. Because he's calmed down and cuts his fucking arm off. And Lucas is like, oh, God damn it, not again. Yeah. You're like, not what? again. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But after after some dialogue, the phone rings. This is when they all get up from the table. And this is where this part begins. You can... You, you you tip over your chair. The chair kind of breaks. You lose your restraints. You make a break for it. Yeah, you, you have to. You, this is where you start exploring the main house. This is where part two begins. And this was probably the scariest part of the entire game. This main house sequence. I agree. Because as you're doing this, you are being hunted down by Jack, who has gone all Michael Myers on you. He's in no hurry to find you. Like, he just lazily walks through the house yelling at you. Yeah, taunting you. Just Yeah, yeah. And this part was the hardest to get through for me. It was absolutely terrifying because <laughs> you didn't know where he was. One of the first times, like the first time that you get to start running around and exploring the house, you're just trying to get away from him and stuff. You, you, he, he comes across you and you're running away from him. You're running away from him. You turn down a hallway. This motherfucker turns into the Kool-Aid man and explodes through the fucking wall. <laughs> right. Yeah explodes through the fucking wall and chases you back down luckily at the end of the hallway is the very first safe room like and as long as you make it to a safe room they can't fuck with you they don't chase you into safe yeah rooms. no they don't chase you into the safe room you can even leave the door wide open and they walk by like they can't see you 
there's plenty of times where I sat there just inside the doorway and watched him walk around, like walk right by the door and like, God damn it, where'd he fucking go? Like <laughs> safe rooms often saves often. I saved every single I probably saved three or four times every time I went into a safe room just to make sure my file was up to date. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the whole point of running around this house. Uh, oh, no, hold on. You don't even get to that point yet. As you're walking through this house and shit, you come across somebody knocking at the fucking window. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The uh, it's, it's a fucking cop the who is investigating missing people's reports because there has been, I think it was 20 missing people reported in the local area over the last, like, three years. Yeah. Now, now... Why is it that as soon as you see the cop and you go running up and start talking to him, your dude just sounds like a fucking crazy person? I mean, there are people who are trying to kill me. You, I need your gun. <laughs> everything that you just experienced would probably make you sound like a fucking crazy person. I know. That would be my reaction. It's but, like, oh my God, there's people trying to kill me. If you can't get in here to help me, at least give me something. Like, yeah, what but, does he get? He gives you a fucking pocket knife. But the cop's like, not going to give you his only pistol. Yeah, that's fair. But he's also a fucking parish cop in Louisiana who probably also has a 12 gauge shotgun in the fucking car. Because oh, that they don't all matter. Fucking, <laughs> they all have that in Louisiana, especially in the fucking backcountry bayou. Like, shotguns has to do with a cool puzzle in this game, I thought. But we'll get, yeah. there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, you try to get the gun from the cop. The cop's like, I don't trust you. You're like, well, you have to give me something. He gives you a little, like, fucking two and a half inch blade pocket knife. Like, the fuck is this going to do? Like, <laughs> but once you do that, he tells you to meet him in the garage. You go down to the garage, finally. This turns into a fucking mess. You get down there, and he's fucking dead on the ground. Jack comes out of nowhere. Or no, he's not dead yet. You start talking to him. Jack comes out of nowhere and, and fucking cuts his head in half he, with a shovel. With a fucking shovel, yeah. With a shovel, yeah. <laughs> cop drops. Cop drops his keys to the car. I don't think you could pick up his gun. No, he doesn't. He doesn't drop the keys, but you he does drop his gun. He that's you got that switched because the keys are on the table for oh, the yeah, car that's it's right. in the garage yeah. already. So you can pick up the gun. You, you, no matter how many times you shoot Jack, nothing really seems to phase him. But I picked up the keys to the car, and I got in the car, and you can't bust out of the garage, but you can drive forward and backwards. I probably hit Jack with the car about six times before he ended up in the car with me and crashed it himself. <laughs> yeah, see. And when he crashed it himself, he impaled himself on a steel beam, and you're like, God, I hope he's finally fucking dead. Like, when I picked up the keys to the car, he just turned around and ripped the door off the car, ripped the roof off the car, got into it, and just started driving it around. And I was like, what What the fuck? And no. I just avoided getting hit by the car. I don't know how. I really don't know yeah. how. But See, the car That's where exploding. we had two different experiences then. Because I actually got in the car and was forward, reverse, Austin powering that shit until I fucking... <laughs> I hit him enough times. He somehow ended up in the fucking car with me, crashed it, impaled himself. You're like, God... He's finally fucking dead. Wrong. No. Like, wrong. So you, you you finally have your first gun. Not a lot of bullets. Like the old school Resident Evil games. Yeah. Ammo is very few and far between in this Scarce game. Scarce as fuck, yeah. Be very conservative with your ammo in this game, for sure. Don't be shooting at shadows and jump scares like I did at first. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
um this is when you like you get another phone call from zoe well, i think once you get back to the safe room well as you're hold on as you're on your way up that ladder to get out of the garage jack jumps the fuck up all burnt up and he's like you want to see something cool and he sticks the gun in his mouth and blows his fucking brains out then you go up the ladder and then yeah. continue on Oh, that's what happened um, on my game, at least. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that happened on my part Those or not. Freaked me the fuck out, dude. But I, I went up the ladder. This is where you find. This is where you find a piece in one of the the pictures. Yeah. You, you interact with a picture piece, and you have to. This is what I found cool about the game: is these pieces that you can pick up. You have to interact with all of them because some of them, even though they're you're just looking at it, there's no interaction. Some of them you have to rotate it to a particular angle or a particular side, and you can further interact with the piece. This picture frame was like one of the first ones you come across that has that. Yeah, and you pull out this like brass ox piece. It looks it looks like an ox. It's in the inventory cool. You go back to the safe room. You get a phone call from Zoe. She's like, oh, you have to make it into the main hall of the house. This is where you can get out. That ox piece is the key to get into the main hall because it's not like an actual door key. It's like a puzzle key. And that getting into the main hall really opens up more of the game. This is where you actually have to start exploring the entire build of the house. Yeah, um, and this is this is around where I didn't i stopped playing but i know yeah. I, I made it far enough to get the shotgun yep you you come in here and um you get another phone call zoe's like oh uh you have to find such and such pieces or this is how you have to get out or whatever and um you start looking around there's two things where you notice when you first enter the main hall three things you notice when you first enter the main hall you have the statue holding the shotgun in a room that is a puzzle you pick up the shotgun the door locks behind you yeah it's it's like a weighted it's like a weighted trigger so you have indiana jones yep you have to put the the shotgun back to get back out Across the room on the opposite end, there is like a picture frame that has a portrait of Cerberus, the Mm -hmm. three-headed dog. The heads are missing. That is a doorway. That is like the front door to the house to get out. So you notice that the three heads are missing. Like the ox piece, you're going to like, damn, I got to find the three heads of Cerberus to, to get out. The third thing you notice is there is another door that has scorpions all over it as like a decoration that is locked and requires a specific key that you do not find until later on through your exploring of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting that key. (coughs) Yeah. You needed that key to get the broken shotgun from upstairs. And that was like, that was the thing that I had the hardest part finding. And one of the main reasons why I actually hit the walkthrough pretty hard. Um, I found the first two heads of Cerebus pretty fucking easily. Um, I noticed when you the, the the dining room that you encountered your first cut scene in at the family dinner or whatever, yeah. there's a grandfather clock that's missing the pendulum. Well, you take the pendulum out of the clock in the main room, you run back there, you install it, it chimes, the first dog head falls out. You go upstairs, you're making your way around the like east wing or whatever where grandma's room is and some other things are you go into the rec room where a pool table and stuff is the second dog head is laying in there in a trash can <coughs> yeah see you i had only ever up. found one of them yep um you pick up the second one up there you also encounter jack again up there um not cool he's chasing you around with this like roided out garden weasel 
not cool. Um, <laughs> you also pick up another VHS tape up there, and this VHS tape plays from the point of Mia when she's first at the house. This part freaked me the fuck out too. Yes, this video you're playing as Mia. You you can't do anything to protect yourself. You have no weapons. You have no inventory. The whole point of this flashback was to escape from marguerite so you have to like sneak your way through the house through the crawl space to avoid marguerite and at the end of the video she catches you anyway yeah that scared the shit out of me that scared the shit out of the, me. the whole avoiding her in the attic having to go around that like i was avoiding her around this middle thing in the room yeah just running around it oh man yeah, it was terrifying yeah yeah that that wasn't fun um so you watch that that comes into play like the first vhs tape um you as you're exploring around you're unlocking some more and more stuff um you you come across a couple other small types of guns i think you get one more handgun that's slightly more powerful than the one you have now um you are unlocking you're you're finding out that this house is more and more like a fucking texas chainsaw type shit they have like a fucking funeral home like incinerator down in the fucking basement they have like a taxidermy room. They have like a fucking meat processing plant in their fucking basement. Like these people are all gung ho. Like we're fucking crazy cannibal people. We're going to kill and eat everyone. This sort of shit. Um, this is where you also run into your first zombie like creatures. What they call the molded. The molded, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they were They reminded me of Venom. They 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 reminded me of like venom slash like swamp thing because they they they're a living mold essentially they're they're not like humans anymore they're not like they're biological material but there is like nothing to them they're terrifying they're easy to kill if you go for headshots only if you don't go for headshots only it takes quite a quite the number of rounds because you start blowing off limbs instead of actually doing damage to them themselves. So always go for headshots like a good zombie game. Always go for headshots. I, I do know that you can also blow their limbs off, but I, th that only helps with them not being able to attack you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you explore more of this house. You explore more of this house. You finally come across the third dog piece, the, the third Cerberus head. It's down in the basement. It's one of the, the processing things. And this entire time, as you are running through this house, I don't know about you, but I had to, like, close the game to go do some dad stuff and then open it back up. And every time I would reload the game, grandma's in a different fucking spot. Yeah, I know, right? She was just, she I don't know. Moving. I don't know how the hell grandma was getting around being, like, a vegetable in a wheelchair and there's no, like, wheelchair ramps. How did she get upstairs? Yeah, like, yeah. I kept running How the how the fuck did she get into grandma's room which is locked behind the fucking scorpion door like um i know to get the i think it was the scorpion key you had to do a puzzle involving the morgue the morgue drawers um, no that was that was the processing room key sorry no yeah the the scorpion key you had to drain a tub and it was inside yep, of the you, tub yep you found that in the tub and that's when fucking douchebag attacks you right jack yeah yep um, to get the processing key, which is where the red, which was where the third Cerberus head is, you have to solve a puzzle involving the morgue drawers. You had to open the drawers in a specific order to unlock the only locked one. Oh, that, see, I never got that far. I had to hit the walkthrough guide for that. That was kind of creepy. Um, but to get that red dog head, when you first get into the processing room, you see it just sitting on the shelf and you run up to it and you see your hand reach out to grab it. 
And all of a sudden, fucking from the other side of these shelves, Jack fucking grabs it. And he's talking to the dead cop who is now hanging on a meat hook on the wall across the room from you. (laughs) He doesn't know you're there. He takes it through a set of doors into another room. You have to go down some stairs and up some stairs back into this other room. And you see it. It's hanging from from another meat hook wrapped in barbed wire. As you take it, it sparks another boss battle with Jack. Oh, who man. you've seen die like three times already at this point. <laughs> yeah. You are fighting him, fighting him. This sucked for me because I ran out of bullets and Ugh. I had to use a pocket knife against him. Ugh. But he has got some serious, serious weapons. He's got some like motor, like they're almost like chainsaw style garden shears that have like five foot blades on them. And he's coming after you with those. He's coming after you with those. Eventually in the fight, you pick up a chainsaw, you come across a chainsaw and you can start attacking him with that. You, 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 you're cutting him, you're cutting him and he goes down to the ground and it gives you this option to, uh, your motor dies. You have to start the motor and then you can thrust attack. You start the motor, you thrust attack, you shove it into his throat and you fucking rub that shit on high until he kind of just like explodes but then he explodes into this like giant blob that you have to like continue to do damage to until he like explodes again and then this time after he explodes you see his lower half his like waist down is still like walking and then it falls over and you're like god that must really be the last time you see jack no it's not it's not really it's not jesus it's not so you get the scorpion key, you can run back upstairs to grandma's room, you unlock that door, you grab the broken shotgun, you take the broken shotgun back down to the shotgun room, you pick up the real shotgun, put the broken shotgun back in the statue, you can leave the house, you have the shotgun now. Put the three dog heads in the, in the painting, opens up the door, you make your way outside for the first time since you got here. Immediately off the porch, you see a little camper, like a little RV style camper. You run in there, that's a safe room. You get a phone call from Zoe. Zoe's like, well, shit, you can't believe you made it this far. Nobody ever makes it this far. Well, now you, you got to go looking for this stuff. And it's in the old house. And you're like, God damn it, another house. Like, it, How many houses house. are on this fucking property? Yep. yep. Another house. Um, <clears throat> this house, we'll get to it in a second. But as you're in this trailer, you're looking around, you find some stuff. Um, there's an inventory box, there's a save point, there's a TV with a VCR, but you don't have another VHS tape at this point. You come across one again later. Um, there's on, there's like, I think a couple med kits in there and stuff, but on the counter in the trailer, there are three bird cages. One of them has some steroids. One of them has a stabilizer, which helps you reload faster. And the third one has the 44 mag handgun. This is where the antique coins come into play they are like gumball machines each one has a certain number of coins required to unlock the 44 mag requires eight antique coins the stabilizer and the steroids i do believe both require five and i think that makes sense because i think there are a total number of 18 antique coins to find throughout the game um i wouldn't have had all 18 then because i missed that one in the beginning there's no way to get all 18 of them until you reach like the last part of the game so you're not going to be able to unlock the third item until you get to part seven which is the magnet i went i i unlocked the steroids first because the steroids increase your max health for the rest of the game the second thing i unlocked 
which I unlocked in like part five or part, I think it was part five. I found enough coins to do it was the 44 mag. I didn't do the stabilizer. Um, but, um, this trailer is sitting in the yard. It's kind of like a courtyard. You're surrounded by a bunch of different things. And there's some, there's some things that you can run around the yard and look for. Um, at this point in the game, earlier in the game, you don't really come across anything in the courtyard. There's a couple things hidden around a couple med kits, a couple green herbs. Um, you can pull apart part of the porch that reveals a little crawl space. And down there is your first repair kit. You can repair any weapons that may have been damaged or any broken weapons that you've come across at this point. In another back corner is another shadow puzzle, but you can't solve this one yet. Um, you have to wait until later in the game to solve this one because it requires a piece that you don't have yet. Gotcha. Um, so now you know you have to go to the old house. And this is where the Mia videotape comes in where she was running across the bridge of the dolls into the house that was crawling around looking for Marguerite, yeah, getting the, away from Marguerite. The creepy place, yeah. That's this house. So this is where your encounter with Marguerite happens. Because at this point, you think Jack is dead. Marguerite is a bitch. Um, uh, now, I read that this fight is a pain in the ass. Yeah, this fight is a pain in the ass for sure. But this house is not only creepy and a lot more broken down than the first two houses you come across. There's actual sections of the floor missing, walls missing, and shit like that. There are these giant mutated bugs flying all over the place in this house that will swarm and attack you. And Ugh. you will waste a lot of ammo if you try to shoot them. The best bet is to use your knife to hit the giant mutated ones. The little bugs that are in swarms, you just have to run away from. So you can't do anything but, to those? Nope. You can't do anything to them at this point. Okay. Um, when you are playing through the video as Mia, you can come across some things if you do it right and hide in the right spots. But you find pieces of something that looks like it's going to turn into something eventually as you pick them all up. As you play through an Ethan, you're picking them all up. You come across plans for it in the house as Ethan. It's a flamethrower, a homemade flamethrower. Nice. That's how you get rid of the swarms of bugs. Uh, okay. You, you get all the pieces. You put together the the flamethrower and stuff. You find the shadow. You find the 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 piece for this shadow puzzle. It unlocks the thing. Marguerite starts chasing you through the house and shit. I'll just light her on fire. Like burn, bitch! Marguerite starts um, <laughs> chasing you around the house. Not fun. She was a bitch of a battle because. In between her attacking you and stuff, she's sending swarms of bugs after you at the same time. Not cool. Um, and you have to keep yeah. her in sight, right? Like the, what I read was like yep. you have to keep her in sight so she doesn't send bugs at you, or like no. she doesn't, doesn't do. Something you else. have to keep her in sight, but you have to be out of her sight. Like you have to know where she is. I didn't know that. I just took her head on, head on, head on. Like, use that flamethrower, burn down every swarm of bug that she sat at me, like, sent at me. As soon as I was done, as soon as I noticed that swarm was gone, I switched to my gun and started popping her in the face. Eventually, she runs at you, grabs you, throws you to the ground, and then she disappeared. So she's not walking around the house anymore. At least that that's what I encountered. Okay. Um, you go through, you go out to a couple different boat houses that are uh, built on like walkways over the swamp away from this house. You find a couple more item pieces and shit like that. You go back into the house, you come across a door that has a crow on it and you're like, well, God damn it. Now I have to find the crow key. <laughs> yeah, of course you come back. You, I forget where you find the crow key at, but I finally found it. Go back to that room, 
triggers the boss fight with Marguerite. Another one? This, yeah, this one wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard either. Um, just kept hitting her with a flamethrower and shooting her in the face. She only she pops in and out of a window a couple times, and then she starts crawling along the ceiling and the walls and shit. Um, creepy. Oh, no, so that's, no, no, actually, I'm wrong. This one, she throws you down the stairs as you approach the door. You fall through a hole in, in the floor that opens up underneath of you. There's a ladder and shit like that. There's a crawl space to your left. You're shooting at her from your back and stuff. She falls down into the hole. You think she's dead. She bursts into a million bugs, and then it starts filling up oh, with or whatever. God. Um, while you were doing that, she was holding a lantern. You go back up the ladder. You go into the crow door. <coughs> this is where you come across the altar <coughs> that Marguerite talks about a couple times. And you come across this briefcase, and it has this, like, mummified baby fetus inside there. What the and there's fuck? a couple vials of stuff. The phone rings. You pick it up. It's Zoe. And she's like, oh, you found the altar. Good. In the altar, there should be directions on how to make this antidote serum. How she, does... doesn't really, she doesn't explain what the serum is. Does she explain how she knows where the fuck you're at? No. No. But... I do, uh, eventually in the game, you come across a room that looks like it's a fucking security room. There's monitors that have cameras everywhere. Oh, uh, okay. And you you find out why in the upcoming parts as to why it's like that. <coughs> um, she tells you that, oh, cool, you read the, you read the directions on how, how to make the serum. What you need is you need a D-type head and a D-type arm. She's like, well... I got a head. You just got to find the arm. So cool. You're exploring the upstairs of this house and you come across a door that's locked and it's a puzzle lock. You need the lantern to counterbalance the other lantern on the side of this weight to unlock the door. You're like, fuck, where did I see a lantern? Marguerite had a lantern. So kind of like the axe at the beginning of the game where you could go and pick it back up after you hit Mia with it. Yeah. You run back to the hole in the ground where you see the lantern. As you're about to go down the lantern, uh, the ladder to go get the lantern, long ass, skinny ass arm comes out from the crawl space, snatches the lantern up. Uh. You got to go down there and chase this fucking scraggly ass, long ass fucking thing down. You don't get a clear picture of what it is, but it's Marguerite. Uh, creepy. Oh, fuck. Yep. Ugh, it's giving me shivers right now. You, you chase this one into a greenhouse and you're like, God damn it. Another fucking building on this property. Like this greenhouse. There's a couple different items in here that are beneficial. Um, this is where you come across, I think, plans for another weapon that now that you have the scorpion key and the crow key, you can go back to the main house and get this is a grenade launcher. Jesus Christ. Yep. The, in the greenhouse, you find your first couple of rounds of flame rounds and stuff like that. Um, the boss fight for Marguerite on this one was a bitch because this is the one where she's crawling all over the ceiling and all over the walls. And she can move from the upper floor to the lower floor. So you kind of have to chase her around Ugh. to get her. It took me about 10 minutes to get her. I mean, it was it was a bitch, but it wasn't super difficult. Yeah. Um, at this point, he died down. Well, hold on. Repeat that. Because you kill it her. I'll repeat that because you you uh, flipped out real quick. Oh yeah, the uh, at, by this point in the game, the the number of jump scares that they have been using throughout the first part of this game has significantly reduced. Now let's talk about that for a minute because that is one of the things that turned me off from the beginning of this game is because I yeah. think jump scares are cheap and yeah. there were a lot of them. There were a lot, and I mean they're cheap, effective but cheap. They, they are extremely effective if done right. And they did them right, like, say, Paranormal Activity. 
if they're done right with no score, no soundtrack, and they just come out of nowhere like they would in real life, they are super effective at raising anxiety and shit. Yeah. But like cheesy ass horror movies where you know there's a jump scare coming because the music changed and the dialogue of the main characters has changed. Well, like when when the scare happens, it's just a loud musical noise too yeah. behind it, and it's like, um, man, why, why does that need it? Yeah. The number of jump scares is significantly reduced in this, but the creepiness factor has been upgraded. You start hearing like whispers and noises and growls and stuff coming from Creepy. areas around you that you can't see. It's it's getting really fucking weird. You go back into the house, the main house, you get the grenade launcher, you come back out. Now your stomach is starting to get attacked by some molded as you're running around the yard now too. And these are different types of molded. Unlike the big lumbering slow ones that look like swamp thing and shit, these ones are fast and they jump and they're running around on all fours kind of like a dog. Oh, God. Yeah, they suck. And as you're outside where it's all dark and shadowy and the grass is tall, they're really hard to see. So they literally like come out of nowhere and jump you like it's not cool. Um, (laughs) Remind me of liquors from the older games. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you get back to the trailer after doing the greenhouse piece, you get a phone call. It's not Zoe this time. It's Lucas. Lucas is like, go look in the refrigerator. You go and look in the refrigerator. It's the fucking decapitated head of the police officer from earlier. Uh, Wonderful. And there's there's a note pinned to it. And it says, go to the like trophy room or the processing room or something like that. You go back down there and the his body is now not no longer on the wall. It's in the processor room. It's no longer on the wall. It's on a, like a surgical table. And there's another note that says, if you're really a man, you'll stick your hand down this pig's throat. So you have to stick your hand down the severed oh, neck God. of this cop. It's like saw. Yeah, you pull out a key. This is like the third key that you need to start unlocking some of the locked doors that remain in this house. It's the snake key. This is where you get into the master bedroom and shit like that. Um, Going into the master bedroom, you find some stuff. You see grandma sitting there again. Um, I actually kind of did this backwards from the playthrough because I was exploring the master bedroom first and shit. I found a secret... um, there, there's a lamp that you can pick up, and as you're examining the lamp, there's a switch. You hit the switch, it opens up a trap door in the ceiling that takes you up into the attic. Up there, there's another shadow piece. Put that together, it unlocks a dollhouse. And the dollhouse, there's an electronic key card. You pick that up, and um, I didn't talk about this, but as you're running around the yard, there's another door that has an electronic lock on it. This is what one of the key, This is what the key card is for. But there's two key cards. There's a blue one and a red one. You find the blue one and somehow there's like a fucking intercom system. Lucas is like, oh, you found one. I guess I should have did a better job hiding that. Now you got to find the other one. And um, so this shit's like Saul. It's like Saul, like Fear Factor almost like he's just making you do shit to find these items. Where Jack was super aggressive and hunting you down and everything. And Marguerite was like lurking in the shadows, hunting you down. Lucas is very much into traps. Uh. As you're looking for these other pieces, you come across another videotape. I didn't play it till I got back to the trailer, the safe house in the trailer in the yard and everything. This video is called Happy Birthday. You're playing from the point of view of somebody. I don't know who it is. Oh, I know this. I know this. You're actually you were playing from the point of view of the cameraman. Are you? Yeah. 
So it's cameraman. This is a puzzle that he put together that's very Saw, very Saw-esque. You have to put a lit candle into a birthday cake, but you can't put it in there because if you walk into the room with a birthday cake, water sprays all over you and it puts out the fucking candle. So you have to go through and you have to like figure out, you have to turn the stove on, light the candle, then you go and you fucking figure out a codex lock on something and it picks up another piece, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to find... The codex piece, you have to find the thing the codex piece is hiding. Then you have to go into another room that you use the candle to burn a rope to get into. You find a balloon. You fill the balloon up on a broken gas line that's emitting gas. The balloon explodes. It's full of nails. You pull a nail out of your hand. You look down, and then you've got a pen, an old-style quill pen impaled into your stomach. You pull that out. You go give those pieces to this, like, dummy-looking clown that is sitting there. You wind them up, and then... After the third windup, he fucking grabs you and carves a word into your arm. That word mm. unlocks another codex piece where you go in there and you get a valve handle. You go back into the room with the birthday cake, you put the valve handle in, you turn off the water, you light the candle, you go back in there, put the candle in the cake, the cake fucking explodes. The room catches on fire and it fucking kills you. Jesus. That, that's the cameraman. That's the video. So... And the word the word you carve into your arm is loser, by the way. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. But apparently that's not universal, I don't think. Because the walkthrough I was reading said that that wasn't the word for them. Huh. Like, they, they in the walkthrough said that they had seen multiple people and knew multiple people who played it and said that was the password for them. But it wasn't for them because they tried skipping all that. They tried putting it in right away so they wouldn't have to do the clown thing because they knew it was coming. And it scares the shit out of them because they were scared of clowns. And it didn't work for them. But... Huh. Maybe in the video, you can't skip it. You have to play through all of it because it's a video. It's foreshadowing everything for you. Yeah. But um, again, like the previous videos, remember that video. You run through the house. You find the, you find the red key card. You go to the door. You put them in. You unlock it. Um, oh, that shadow puzzle in the, in the courtyard thing that I was telling you about. As you're up in the attic getting the first key card, there is a toy shotgun and a toy axe. Take both of those. When you run back downstairs to the main hall, go to where you put the broken shotgun in the statue. Yeah. Replace it with the toy shotgun. You can take the broken shotgun and then repair it with the repair kit. Now you have two shotguns. The second shotgun is a stronger shotgun, but it holds less rounds than the first shotgun you get. Hmm. So there's that. Then the toy axe you take to the shadow puzzle in the courtyard, and you use the axe to solve that, and it unlocks a... Uh, a stabilizer for you so now you can reload faster um at this point i think i had found two steroids and this was my first stabilizer so i'd already increased my max health twice um i think at this point too i've already found two backpacks so i've increased my inventory from four to twelve which was nice because it was getting really hard to carry stuff around without having to run back and forth to the safe room and drop stuff in the end oh yeah that box. was that was killing me yeah, it was. Um, having the 12 inventory slots was nice. Um, so you go to the electronic door, you put in the key cards, you go in there, and it sounds like there's a fucking rave going on. There's like fluorescent paint everywhere, black lights going on, loud music coming from in there. Go up the stairs, you go into this room, and it's just this room with a chair and a TV right in the middle of the room. The only thing you can do is you go to the TV, you interact with it, you sit down in the chair, Lucas pops up on the screen, and he's talking to you, and he's like, I know you're trying to get out of here, but I, I'm, I can't let you do that. 
And then it flashes to a different screen and it shows he's got Mia and Zoe tied up somewhere. Oh, shit. And he's like, if you want them, you got to come find them. But you, you're going to have to do it over my dead body. And this is where like the TV explodes. It doesn't damage you or anything like that. Um, and then a door behind it unlocks. This house is very Saw-esque. He's got explosive trip wires set up all over the house um, that are very hard to see. I crouched the entire time I was here. Once you <laughs> notice where they're attached, you can shoot them from a distance and explode them before there. But there's a lot of them. Um, you make your way through the house. You come across a room. It's not a safe room, but there is an inventory box. And there's a, uh, a gate that has a number pad in it. As you're looking at the number pad, Lucas fucking slams on it from the other side. Jump scare. And he's like, oh, try this code. No, wait, try this code. No, wait, try this code. And what he's doing is he's stalling for time. If I hadn't read the walkthrough, I would have been fucked. I read the walkthrough and it's like, as soon as he pops up on the door, back away. I did. And when he finally like stops telling you codes and it was just like, oh, you'll figure it out. He turns and walks away from the door. A giant spike hammer trap falls from the ceiling and swipes right in front of the door in the keypad. So it would have taken <laughs> your ass out. It would have taken your ass out. Um, you have to go from there. You do some more exploring. Is this the area where you had to put up all your weapons? Uh, you come across that after you have to find another piece or so. You okay. have to find like a battery or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you, you finally, no, you find a piece of paper that actually has the key code on it. You run down there and you put in the key code. It says the door's unlocked, but the door's not unlocking. Lucas comes over the intercom system and it was like, uh-uh. This is a puzzle, and if you're going to do this puzzle, you have to do it right. Um, you got to put everything away. The game makes you empty out your inventory, every single piece. You can't even hold stuff like antique coins or anything like that. You have to empty out your inventory, and then it opens up a section into like a barn that you have to go through. Um, oh, no, wait. No, that door opens up into the birthday cake video scene. Yeah, that's what I thought, is that... You have to do that all over again. Um, this, I didn't do the clown thing. I actually skipped it. I went, got the candle, immediately lit the candle, went and burnt the rope, got the balloon. Uh, uh, got the balloon. I don't know why I picked up the balloon. I didn't need it. But I unlocked that door, picked up the valve handle, and went and did all that shit. <coughs> when you go in, you put the uh, candle on the cake. The cake explodes again, but it doesn't kill you. And he comes over the intercom system and he's like, Dad, you were supposed to, you're supposed to be dead. And he drops another bomb through the ceiling. This bomb <laughs> is on a timer. So you pick up the bomb and you notice on the wall that there's a board that you can pull, pull off. You pull it off and you shove the bomb in there. The bomb, you back away from it. The bomb goes off and it blows a hole in the wall. And you go through there. And um, this is where it goes into the barn. You can come across an inventory box you pick up all your all your shit again and you go through the barn. Um, you come across a point where you have to find another battery. <coughs> you put the battery in this machine and it activates the elevator. When this activates the elevator, a fucking Lucas comes over the intercom with some like EDM music and lights flashing everywhere. And he's like, barn fight. <laughs> yeah, a huge honking molded walks out of the elevator but this molded is also similar to the boomers from left for dead projectile okay. vomit which is uh. like damaging as well 
Um, they're actually not difficult. They take like four to six headshots to kill, and they're slow moving. So if you can get yourself around a corner out of the way of the vomit, but still enough to see them, you can kill them without them even touching you. Hmm. So that was that was easier said than done. Like that that was that was it. It, it wasn't bad. You make your way through the barn some more. Um, God damn it! Is this where you? Fuck! I don't remember. Like it's so much, so much, and I flew through it so quick. It's all this a blur is, to me. This is where you save Zoe and Mia. Yep, yep. Oh, this is where you find out you have to go to the boathouse. Yeah, this is where you go and save Zoe and Mia. Or really, I think you have to choose. Actually, like you, no, like you free them. You, but you they... free both of them. You free both of them. You give uh, Zoe the arm and the head for the D series, and. For some reason, without the fucking equipment to do it there, she comes up with fucking perfect syringes full of serum. You only have two of them. This is where you get attacked by goddamn Jack. <laughs> and it's not Jack in the way that you've seen him before. He is this huge monstrosity with like a dozen eyeballs all over his body. Uh, creepy as fuck. Uh. There's some underneath of him. There's some on like a giant one on it on the head. There's some on the appendages and some on his on his back. Uh, that just creeps. This me. Uh. this fight, you have to shoot out all of the eyeballs. This was a bitch. This fight was a bitch because he moves around a lot. Um, moves around a lot. I don't remember if he killed Lucas or not. For some reason, I don't no. think he killed Lucas. He I think he just. Dis- disappears you chase away lucas and then you free them yeah. that's when jack shows up and yeah. you, you end up having to use one of the serums to kill him yep this is where you waste yeah. one of the serums you use one of the serums to kill him but he stays dead this time yep he stays dead this time this time yeah <laughs> um i'll get to that in a little bit um this is where you come across a point where you can figure out you figure out that hey this point in the game i can get one or two different endings because now you have a choice to make do you give the serum to zoe who has been helping you out this entire time through the phone or do you give the serum to your wife mia who has tried to kill you about four times since you've been here has been missing for three years and told you not to come fucking looking for her to begin with I elected to save Mia. I was going to say, so obviously you went with her. <laughs> I, I, I elected to save Mia. Um, Zoe gets pissed that you picked Mia, and she disappears. You don't see Zoe again for the rest of the game. Um, presumably, she just wanders the swamp because she knows there's, like, nothing to cure her now. There's, like, no serum or anything like that. You, you, you and Mia get into this little inflatable lifeboat, and you start making your way down the bayou. Start making your way down the bayou. This is where you start asking questions to Mia, and then all of a sudden the boat hits something and it stops. Black ooze starts coming across the boat, and it grabs you, pulls you into the water, and then the game goes to like a little cutscene. Then you take over. Now you're playing as Mia. You have nothing in your inventory because all of the inventory at this part of the game was all Ethan's. Yeah. That's all gone. You're playing as Mia, and then you start getting these flashbacks of this little girl that they're calling Evelyn. And uh, this all happens outside of this massive ship that is wrecked. I don't know how the hell they got this massive ship in the middle of the fucking Bayou Swamps of Louisiana, but it's there. It's in pieces. It's in tatters. It's uh, it's an act like a full on wreckage. (coughs) 
you go into the ship to look for Ethan because as you're walking towards it, you see something. You see him laying on the bank right next to the ship. You go to talk to him. The black ooze grabs him and it pulls him into the ground. Jesus. So you make your way into the ship. As you're making way into the ship, you start getting some more flashbacks. This is where you find out that Mia is like a scientist and she used to work on this ship. This is where she's been these last three years. Like this, this is where she was when she went away three years ago. She's working on this ship and she's working with this research group that is dealing with Evelyn. Umbrella? Uh, I want to say it's Umbrella, but they don't really... They don't really gotcha. say. They don't really say. I got you. Um, this is where you find out that Evelyn is a bio weapon test. She is like an animated bio mold creature that has like taken that they have somehow created in the, into the form of a little girl, and her weapon form allows her to take control of dead bodies and live enemies of whoever she's being used against and can turn them into friendlies. So she can like telepathically and like pheromone control these entities to do her bidding. Oh, that's fucking weird. This is where you start coming across files and flashbacks and hallucinations that during the research of all this, they are questioning why Evelyn wants to call everyone mommy and daddy and ask, like, are you my mommy? Are you my daddy? Now, I think I know about this. This is like because she was programmed to be that way or something like that. No, they just think it is like a natural instinct, like the thing figured out consciously that like a family unit is like easier to mentally control people over compared to other things. Okay, I got you. So um, you, you find out that, that she's got this like family fetish, if that's what you want to call it, going on. And in these flashbacks, she's calling Mia mommy and stuff like, are you my mom? Will you be my mommy? Will you be my mommy? And stuff like that. And then as you're going through the flashbacks, you're finally like, yeah, I'll do it. And then something happens where Evelyn's like, oh, you're not you're not going to be my mom now. You said you're not going to be my mom now. Well, fine. Everyone dies like and then um, this is how the ship got wrecked. This is how like everyone's on the ship is dead and everything like that. Um, during the flashback scene, Mia is kind of a badass. You get a <laughs> machine gun for the first time in the game with her. You get this like giant survival knife. The machine gun is nice. You're killing a bunch of molded as you're running around. As you're running around during this flashback scene, you are learning where some locked doors are, some keys on how to unlock these doors and stuff. Yeah. So that as you come back to real time, you're running around the decrepit shit. You know what doors you have to go to. You know where you have to go and everything to unlock all of this stuff. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, nice. Yep. Yep. So you you go in, you do all of that, you do all of that. Um, you come across Evelyn again, and she's got Ethan all wrapped up in this like uh, goo and ooze and shit, like she was. She's about to turn him into a molded. This is where the game switches back from Mia to Ethan. Mia almost like sacrifices herself. She's like, if you let Ethan go, I'll be your mom or whatever like that. Um, during these flashback scenes and stuff, you see like a video almost like it's Jack 
and Lucas and Marguerite, and they're being interviewed as like a foster family for Evelyn. This is why they're so fucking evil, because she has been controlling them. And she has taken Jack as the dad. She has taken Marguerite as the mom. And she just wants to continue building the family by adding more members, turning them into moldeds. So this is why they are so psycho, because she is turning them more and more aggressive to add more members to the family. So then that that adds some sympathy to those characters. Like they're not supposed to be this way. Like, yeah. Yeah. The only one that is an absolute douche without that happening is Lucas. I was going to say, let me guess Lucas, (laughs) but that you don't find out in the main storyline. You find that out in one of the DLC content, Hmm. Um, which I didn't play any of the DLC content. No, but um, I, I do plan on leaving this game on the list so we can come back to it. And yeah, I, re- I after reading on the DLC content, I really want to play through them because they're completely different sides of the story that you get to play. I, I they're granted they're much shorter, but they open up different. They they answer questions and holes that are left in the main storyline. Yeah. Um. You take back control of Ethan. You go through the ship and everything. Um. I don't know. I don't remember if you have an encounter with Evelyn on this ship or not, but you have to come off of this ship and you have to make your way to a shack. And in this shack, you come across some photos. There's like an Easter egg. You see the Umbrella Corporation logo on one of the pictures of a helicopter. Those fuckers. Um, It's always them. You come across a CB radio. You interact with it. You hear people talking about you. You hear people talking about Evelyn and everything and how she's headed to the salt mine and that orders are to kill her on site shoot and to kill like, shoot yeah, to shoot kill to, yeah if you you come across evelyn shoot to kill kill on site just saying and everything like that. Would, would have been a great time for a jurassic yeah. park easter egg shoot her shoot yeah. her yeah um this is where you can pick up the last birdcage item as well if you haven't already unlocked all of them which you can't because you don't have all of the antique coins um you also have a third backpack by this point so now you have 16 inventory slots nice Having the 16 inventory slots and knowing that this is going to be the final part of the game, you know you're going to have to go gun and ammo heavy. I loaded up my entire inventory with all my big guns. I watched you do this, so I was watching you prepare. All my big guns and all my medicines, all of them. And you watched me play through this level. This is where you go down into the salt mine. And you're taking out molded after molded after molded after molded until you're coming across Evelyn. Deep down in the mine, you come across Evelyn. Um, I don't think you encountered her here either, but you ended up chasing her back through this secret tunnel that leads back into the very first house you entered into when you started the game. And as you're running through this house, you start experiencing flashbacks again. This is where I wasted a bunch of ammo shooting at shadows. (laughs) I didn't realize they were just hallucinations caused by Evelyn. I thought I was actually getting attacked by Mia all over again and everything like that. You, You chase her around this house. You chase Evelyn around the house until you get back up to the attic, which sparks an encounter with her. She's hitting you with psionic blasts. You have to like block the blasts and sprint towards her. You hit her with the serum, and it sends her into this like frenzy. She disappears. You turn around, and guess who is fucking there? Jack. Grandma in the fucking oh. wheelchair. What? Grandma in the wheelchair this entire time has been Evelyn keeping an eye on you. Oh, fucking weird. 
when she started spreading her abilities and molding people and out of like the experiment containment zone or whatever without like the proper like procedures and chemicals balance and stuff she ages rapidly so she went from like a 10 year old girl to this like vegetative state 100 year old old lady in a period of three years oh wow grandma moving around the house in the weirdest spots in the wheelchair makes total sense now yeah but i was wondering why why you can't shoot grandma why you can't shoot grandma like i just this this lady just keeps popping up in the weirdest fucking places in the creepiest fucking ways so now now that (coughs) that would make sense because if you're infected because that was why you were able to grow your hand back and all that shit then she would make you not be able to shoot her yep and that's why you can start seeing the hallucinations and stuff too she is trying to take further control over you Fucking and a. she does that by breaking <laughs> down your mental capabilities through hallucin- uh, hallucinations and shit like that. You turn there, there's fucking grandma. There's Evelyn sitting in the wheelchair. She morphs into this huge fucking behemoth beast. Yeah, I remember her being like, why does everybody hate yep. me? And then just, just blast her in the face five, six times with the, 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 the grenade launcher and your fucking shotguns and shit. And she grabs you and throws you out of the house and you hit the ground. And you have to fight her from your back. You're shooting her in the face. You're shooting her in the face. You're shooting her in the face. And all of a sudden, you get get a call on your watch. It says voice. And it's like, all it says is, use it, use it, use it. And you turn your head, and you see this crate hit the ground, and a gun falls out of the crate. You, you, you crawl over to the crate. You grab the gun. You shoot her in the face a couple times. It's a bio-weapon gun that's specifically aimed for killing bio-weapons. Oh, fucking You you hit her in the face, you kill her, you kill her, a bunch of people rappel down from the helicopters, a guy lands in front of you, takes off his helmet, looks really familiar, right? He goes, Ethan, Ethan, glad we found you. I'm Redfield. My my name's Redfield. Yeah. And you're like, fucking Chris Redfield. This (laughs) This is where this all ties into it. Um, this is where they like they they grab you, they they pull you into a helicopter, and if you didn't notice it really quick, the helicopter has the umbrella logo on it. But it, instead of it being red, it is now blue, hmm. which is I don't know if in this this story and future stories if they have changed from being like genetic engineers to now like a biohazard task force like but i guess we'll only find out me me picking saving mia when you get into the helicopter mia is also there she's getting a bag of blood and being treated by the medics and everything she's still alive you guys fly off into the distance kind of an optimistic ending yeah and if you were to choose zoe uh zoe ends up dying anyway and you fly off by yourself yeah i i believe that's how that ending goes um so I'm going to go ahead and say that I would like to finish this game because it Resident Evil really brought it back home with this, in my opinion. Like, this game they is did. really good. And I know you watched me roll credits on it, and I know we just talked about the whole game. Dude, I it's it's a short game if you read the walkthrough. I would do it just I so want to you experience can experience like, it, yeah. Yes, you have to experience this game because you all know me. I don't do horror very well. Like, my anxiety goes, I can't, I have to walk away from horror movies and shit like that. I just had to do it the other day. I put on the new Invisible Man movie and had to turn it off. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Couldn't watch it. I am really proud of myself for making it through this game. 
this game was absolutely fucking terrifying for the first half of it. Yeah. And then it got more creepy but less scary as you started understanding the storyline even more. Um, yeah, I think they but, front loaded it with jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah, but they really reinvigorated the Resident Evil franchise with this game. And I am really looking forward to Village, yeah, which is going to cool. be which is going to be a direct sequel to this game. Like I, I do believe from the, they haven't released a lot of info about it yet. They're still keeping a lot of it under wraps and hush hush, but I know it takes place a couple of years after the events of this. And you are replaying the game as Ethan. So, you know, Ethan is now going to be like a reoccurring character. Yeah. And I do, unlike this game taking place in Louisiana village is going to take place in Europe. And I do want to say from rumors I've seen, it's going to take place in like the Romania area. Yeah, so maybe instead of like the typical, yeah, instead of taking the typical Resident Evil bio weapons stuff into thing, we might have to be dealing with some like cryptozoological shit as well. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. uh, I like that in the, the DLCs for this game, uh, without reading too much about them, um, I know one of them you play as Chris Redfield and the other yep. one that you play as Zoe, correct? Yep. 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 Um, I think that's correct. I know the one without like having just having read about it. I I know it's kind of like a spoiler, but I'm still going to fucking play it anyway, because I'm really intrigued by both of these DLCs. <coughs> the one where you're playing as Chris, you find out Lucas has been working for this like sub, like almost like terrorist group called the Collective. And they are trying to steal all of the intel and research on the Evelyn project to sell to somebody else. So you are playing as Chris to go and kill him. Oh, okay. And you, I think that's how you end that DLC is by killing Lucas. Lucas. And so that's kind of like, I want to say that's not like a sequel to this game, but it's an alternate part of this story that you don't see in the main storyline because you're still focused on the game as Ethan. But once you chase away Lucas, that's where this DLC picks up. The other DLC, you are playing from the point of view, I do believe, of Zoe at Zoe. first. Yeah, it, you, it takes <laughs> off with the canonical ending of the game, which is where you cure Mia and not Zoe. Yeah, so you, yep. Take- yep. you, you start off as Zoe wandering through the swamp where she comes across one of her, I think I read it, it's one of her uncles. And then I think you take over as her uncle from there because lo and behold, fucking Jack's back. <laughs> and Jack is this like indestructible swamp monster now. And I think you have to play through that to the point where you end up killing him again. Jesus. But I, because they are different endings to some of the characters in the game that have nothing to do with the Ethan storyline, I really want to play them. So, and then there's a couple other mini games as well, too, that came on the version of Resident Evil that I bought like that i bought for for our podcast here i think you could play one it's like a vhs tape of like jack's 55th birthday where you have to go and find him things to eat and then i think there was like one or two other ones that i didn't really read too much about but i know there there are two dlc side quests that we can do and then like a few mini games that we also have left to play true that well yeah we'll uh, we'll, we'll this is a game that i think that i want to do like a completionist run on eventually that could be cool, get man. every achievement because it as terrifying as this game was it was a great game it really does it really was if you were gonna rank it one out of ten molded 
I'm going to give this game a nine. A nine? Yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah. It sounds like it to me. Like, you know, from yeah. what, I, what I played of it was very enjoyable other than, you know, I, like I said, I'm yeah. not a fan of jump scares. But I'm going to I'm going to give this game a nine. Um, the horror aspect of it was spot on. The first person point of view gameplay fit the horror element spot on. Um, the, the, the one thing that I didn't really like about this game is it got easier as you went through it instead of it getting more difficult as you went through. Uh, one thing that I have seen is that people think that the final boss fight is very anticlimactic because it is not hard at all. It's not hard at all. It really yeah. wasn't. And that, that's the only downfall to this game. I think is as you played through it, it got easier and easier and easier. Yeah. Right? Well, but it, uh, I, I, yeah, I give this game a nine for sure. Word up. Well, next up on our list is going to be Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. That is our next in our Halloween horror show, which let's bring up real quick that we are thinking about um, trying something different. You know, this, we're still in pretty much the, the beginning stages of the show, so we're yeah. trying different things. Um, we might take our list and break it down even more than we have it into genres and then yeah, genres and or themes, like, and, pick, and still randomize it. Like, we're still going to randomize things, but... But maybe have each month laid out ahead of time. Yeah. And do, like, all right, so what are we going to... Or or even if we don't lay out each month, but say, like, each month, okay, this genre will be this month, yeah. and then from then we'll run the randomizer in that genre and see what we get. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out, man. We'll, we'll, we're going to hash more of that out there. If you, uh, if you have any comments or concerns about any of that, you know, hit us up on the Facebook page and segue. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can go find us at facebook.com slash steam machine podcast, or you can find us on Twitter at steam underscore podcast, or you can go to YouTube and watch our pretty mugs. Talk about video games on there. You can search for the steam machine podcast and we should pop up now. We still have a post out on Facebook. I'm going to pin it to the top of our Facebook page. Um, we are just wanting to know what your favorite horror game is or if you have a favorite Halloween uh, memory, you know, whether it be playing a horror game or whatever. You know, like, Do you have a Halloween or horror gaming related memory for this month? And if you leave it on there, we will enter you in our contest to possibly win a key for the game Lust of Darkness for Steam. So... Yeah, we could throw in a, we could throw in two keys on that. We can give them a key for Rise of the Triad as well. There you go. There you two go. Two keys. Two so keys for the contest winner. If you win, you get two keys for the price of none. Yep. <laughs> um, other than that, man, we've been going a long time. Man, this game was this yeah. game had a lot to it. Yeah, I yeah. This this game had a lot to it. A lot to talk about. But I think I think this is a good ending point. I yeah, hear, I think I think this would be a good episode. I hear. I hear Mr. Remy not wanting to go to bed. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, with Remy's cue, yep. his name's Ryan, I'm Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy. <laughs>